Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valley and joined alongside Logan Plant. Good evening, Kevin. Good evening. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> I am excited to talk about some games. One hey. in particular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll be talking about that later on in the show. Zach Ross is also with us. How you doing, Zach? He's talking about God of War. Oh, man. Just spoiled it right there. What are you doing? Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> that is correct. We'll be talking about God of War. That game will be coming out We've next week. We've each had and... 60 hours hands-on. The developer <laughs> no. sent it straight to us. <laughs> no. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about a long-awaited game that has an announced date, or has a release date rumored. But first, we're going to talk about what games we've been playing in this last week. Start with you, Zach. What have you been up to? I think I can already guess what yeah. you've been playing. Okay, it's been basically outside of you know conjoined games that we play together, yeah, like Monster Hunter and stuff. Like Monster yeah. Hunter and stuff. It's just been Persona Five. Yeah, you know I've put in a total of thirteen ish hours okay. at this point. Yeah. I'm in the second palace. Yeah, second in, palace is cool. In the game, you know, you, I don't know if anyone's played Persona. I, I hope they have. This is the first Persona I've ever played. But in it, you go into people's palaces, which represent their distorted desires, and then you steal their treasure, and it makes them good again. And if you mess up, they go crazy. And so it's a very fine line, and it's a very thick game, and I'm trying my best to get through it. 13%. 13%. I love that whenever you tell me how many hours it's been, I can just You like, just know how far. And it's yeah. slightly less because it took me 106 hours. Yep. Okay. Oh slightly God. less I'm just under 13% of the way through the game. Um, but I am having... A great time. It's still a very good game, and I don't, I don't know if it'll go downhill, but we'll see. It stays really good until the very final act. For the next twenty so. episodes, I'll mention how, <laughs> yeah. how Persona Five is going. Pretty much, and we'll just see. Um, we can graph it out. When I we're remember done. when you were starting it, you mentioned that you were worried about like the time limits. How was that on the first palace? Um, they are more generous than I thought they were going to be. It doesn't take as lo- they gave about over two weeks mm-hmm. for the first two palaces and it took me because sometimes when you go into the palace they force you out and that consumes a day so you have to give yourself at least like a few days leeway to make sure you get everything done and then other that i was um i was just burning days because i wanted to do as much as possible Mm -hmm. because there is so much to do in that game like you have to like have confidants who you have to talk to and raise your skill level with them and then ryuji your friend just wants to hang out and he does he's super See, annoying when you get more uh confidence ryuji kept asking hey you want to hang out I'm like no yeah he's <laughs> I'll go hang out he with got really needy out of nowhere <laughs> yeah and then there's skill points that you have to get up like knowledge and yeah. charmingness and toughness guts i think it's called yeah. and there's just so i'm not i don't feel as pressured as i thought i would and that makes the game a lot more enjoyable yeah yeah if you're feeling pressured all the time i think it'd be very fun but they give you ample amount of time to do the palaces and do all the side stuff yeah so so i think it's uh i'm having a good time yeah yeah i'm glad you are i adore that game i know it's I'm super good playing it. logan what have you been up to uh, before that i just want to say that whole conversation just stressed me out talking <laughs> about how much you have to do when you're on a time limit i don't know if i could do that for 100 hours that's what i thought but um it, it's i mean it's, it's not that bad you kind of just get used to it and and play um, is every persona game like that do you know no, I don't, because, yeah, Persona 5, like many people, I think, mm-hmm. was their first game. It, for people, it was either Persona 4 or Persona 5. That's yep. where most people jumped in, so I don't I don't know. I feel like that would be a, an important part of it, but I don't know. But yeah. it, it's interesting, definitely, and uh, I think it's fun. It's it, Again, it's not too stringent on, like, yeah, you got, like, three days. You got to, like, plow through that. Yep. You can kind of take your time, yeah. so. All right. Yeah. 
I still don't have 100 spare hours. So. <laughs> You'll find it sometime in the next five years. I don't know. Stuff just keeps coming out. There's not a lull with PS4 and Switch. I did not get the chance to play too much over the last week. Pretty pretty busy week for me. But Zach and I have a tale of revenge mm-hmm. that we'd like to tell. <laughs> Rise of Zero Dawn. We beat the game. We talked about that last week. Really enjoyed the finale. Yep. But there's one side quest where you go to this one town. I don't know. It starts with a P. Pillar Town. That's not what it's, it's called. It's just yeah. uh, that, that cliffside. Pillar Trove. Is that Pokemon? <laughs> and <laughs> there are Glintox in, invading. And essentially, at the end of the quest, you find out that there's a Stormbird lurking over in one of the cliffs. Stormbirds are hard. Huge. Like, that huge. thing is They're huge. always hard. Huge robot bird. We yeah. had not killed one. And so we get there, and it's like, we, we went there probably 10 hours into our adventure. About <laughs> level halfway. Level 14, maybe? Oh yeah. God. And it's a level 12. 24 quests 25. i think 25 yeah. and we got destroyed we ended up sprinting down a river and swimming away from yep. the the somehow made bird. it out alive yeah. yeah that was a feat in itself <laughs> and so we decided late last night time to go kill a bird and so we get there and it's like disable the lures and kill the storm bird we disabled all the lures because i just happened to find all three and then he just flew away. Yeah, he just peaced out. Yeah, and it's like, oh, examine the area and go back to the oh. town. And we beat the quest without killing the Stormbird because yeah. we got about a third of his health down. How are you guys doing? Like, We were, were doing were you okay. Like, fine, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'd only yeah. died once because I accidentally rolled off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we're like, that was not satisfying. We were even debating oh, reloading yeah. our save to kill it before we disabled the lures. So we instead checked the map and found where he had gone to a Stormbird site really close by. Yeah. It was epic. It was like starlight lighting outside. Yeah. We rolled up and it was an epic 10 minute battle yep. probably against that thing. It forever to kill. Yeah. It was super fun to kill. That's probably my favorite machine actually uh, in the game. Those are just so cool looking. I think the Tallnecks for me are just a bit above yeah, the I giraffe that one ones too. that don't actually harm you. In yeah. Well, unless they step chilling. on you. Well, yeah, they can just destroy you. Which happened to Zach That once. did happen <laughs> to me once. It was a really unfortunate situation. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I want to get into it. It was after a bandit camp. We just cleared out the whole thing. It took like 20 minutes. Then Zach just fell off while cl- trying to make the leap over to the tall neck and got trampled. <laughs> <laughs> it was devastating. That's hilarious. Anyways, though, a That's big tale bad. of revenge us finally taking down that bird we've been mad at it for about half of our journey through yeah. horizon zero dawn so now i think our biggest quest left is the frozen wilds yeah. which and we I, won't I be have to for get a while to. you have to get to that none too. of I us have done that part played yeah. through that so i'm excited to do that also last week yeah i didn't have any like personal gaming time just all stuff with you guys played mm-hmm. more monster hunter and secret of mana uh, monster hunter has been really fun yeah lately i've enjoyed getting back into that um the spring events going on right now. We have to have a fireworks party with all the yeah, fireworks yeah. we're going But also today, I just want to mention, I bought Final Fantasy 15 <laughs> used for $20 uh, off of one, our, one of our friends. So I'm looking forward to eventually getting to yeah. that. I mean, I bought that on Black Friday of, of last year. So that's been six you know months. coming up on six months now. And the only thing I've done is install the game. And holy nuts, that game is huge. Really? Like, because they've updated it so many times. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, it's like a total of like 70 gigs or something. Or like 60 or something like that. that because the game itself is, I think, like 30 or 40. And then they've just updated it so many times. Jeez, I need an so, external. <laughs> I need an external hard drive. One, I don't know when you're going to get to it. And two, yeah. when you have enough space to yeah. play it. You're going to have to delete Fortnite off your PS4. I deleted Sonic Forces. That's how desperate the yeah, situation I did too. was. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, I have no idea when you're going to get to that because I <laughs> that's just been sitting there, and there's so it's, many other I games. I feel like it's going to con- for like the next couple of years. It is going to constantly be like third or fourth on my priority yeah. list, and so every time I beat something, something new will just roll in that I want to yeah. play more than it, and that's yeah. what's happened to you over the last year. Yeah, so. I mean, uh, when I bought it, I bought it alongside Kingdom Hearts uh, 1.5 and 2.5 as well. Great as title, Horizon Great title Zero Dawn. No, it's almost as good as HD 2.8, Final <laughs> Chapter Prologue. Three, five, eight days over two. <laughs> uh, yeah, what a, a mess. A lot of their titles but, are just numbers. I never thought about that. Yeah, it, Kingdom Hearts is a mess. Um, but uh, Horizon was first, played through that, had an awesome time, and then I played one of the Kingdom Hearts games. So now it's like... And then Nier. And then Nier. I also bought Nier. I forgot about that. I forgot that that was a Black Friday purchase. So I played through that. And so now it's like, well, I've got the entire Yakuza series to play. I've got all the Kingdom Hearts to play. And a bunch of other new stuff that's coming out. Mm. Final Fantasy XV is just kind of there. Yeah. But I paid you just 15. played Nino Kuni too. I did. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it was only 15 bucks, so I'm not sad about it. But, like, mm-hmm. I have no idea when I'm going to play that thing. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, though, I have been playing more Nino Kuni 2, and I finished it. I beat it yeah. uh, last or, or earlier this week. Um, I stayed up until, like, 2 in the morning playing it. I was like, oh, I'll just get like partway through like the final area because you know in those types of games the bosses have like multiple forms so i was like oh, i'll just stop here and then finish uh, the next day i finished the whole thing <laughs> that night um it was a decent ending decent payoff the uh, boss fights were pretty cool um it was kind of weird because um you start off the final area with one of the skirmishes and it kind of highlighted how little importance the skirmishes play in that game because I only did like four, uh, probably closer to like six or seven skirmishes, but they have a bunch more available to you. And I was still able to go into it just fine and and beat this whole area. So it's like there's a bunch of optional skirmishes. And I feel like if you did a bunch of those, you would absolutely destroy that uh, first part of the final area. Um, so that was kind of weird. Um, the story got a little bit better. Uh, it was... It was still kind of weird, but I'm just kind of torn on that game, really, because I, I like the changes that they made in combat. I think it's really fun. Some of the worlds are super cool. Um, I love the kingdom building still, but there are some aspects of the game that are kind of weak. Uh, the story, it, it just all happened too fast. It was, you know, it was like a 34 hour experience. It all like unravels at the end right away, or. Well, because because the kingdoms are all basically micro plots, with the main evil villain just kind of showing up for a second, like there's not that big of a buildup to the final area, because you know he's evil, obviously, but he's just kind of there and he steals their king's bond and then's like, all right, see ya. So it's like, I don't know. When you got to it, you didn't feel that weight that you did when you got to one of the final bosses in the original game because that carried so much more significance in the overall story but there just wasn't as much of a build-up here so that was kind of disappointing i had a ton of fun with it uh to be sure i put in you know like 34 hours into it um but if if you're not one that enjoys the kingdom like three weeks ago 34 hours that's impressive yeah it was like 17 in the first weekend it was it was 17 (laughs) yeah it was great but and like I mentioned last week, the whole thing with the uh, the snow and the desert, how there was just nothing to do there, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the game was unfinished, which is weird because they delayed that game twice. Mm. They delayed it from summer to winter and then winter to early to spring. 
And then didn't it get delayed another month? Oh, I'm thinking of Far Cry 5. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Because from... well, it was already yeah. a lengthy delay from uh, a late summer title to a late fall, and then mm-hmm. they pushed it back to spring. So I'd be curious where the game was. Yeah, like, almost partway through like, that first delay. We can't delay this again, and they just have yeah. to go with it. Because they they've talked about doing some DLC, and I'd be down for it. I had a the game's fun, but it does kind of feel like it was unfinished. Like the the story is kind of insignificant, and there's a bunch of areas that you barely go to. It's a weird game because I had a ton of fun, but it for some people I can find it hard to recommend. All right. So, ha, you know, finished it, had a great time, but I recommend playing the first game. Uh, unless unless you are a really big fan of something like the, the kingdom building aspect, which I really was a fan of, then I'd say Nino Kuni 2 is great. But for someone who's more interested in story, definitely go for the first one. All righty. Yeah. That is uh, what we've been playing. And now why don't we dive into the news we got a game coming out next week and a possible release date. All right, so we'll start with the smaller one first, and that is a possible release date for Kingdom Hearts 3. Yep. Zach, you tipped me off to this earlier today. What's it looking like? Okay, so Kingdom Hearts 3 is notorious for... It's been in development for a very long time. No one knows when it's coming out. But there was um, a leak, because it is rumored to um, be... The release date will be announced at E3, more than likely. But there was this leak, and I got it from a secondhand source, and I don't remember who leaked the information, but it was rumored that Kingdom Hearts 3 will be coming out this year, looking at uh, October 31st or November 1st, mm-hmm. around that time, which is sooner than I anticipated, and it doesn't seem like it is that realistic of a window knowing Square Enix. But if that is the case, I think that is quite good for fans because that's a lot sooner than a lot of people anticipated. Yeah. And if that is the case, then I'll definitely pick it up around that time. And we also saw it was listed online for November 1st. Yeah, that was uh, through yeah. Target. Okay. Um, that's what people found. And it may be a similar situation to Final Fantasy fifteen. That game was in development for forever. And yeah. I think that at a certain point, Square Enix was like, oh, we got to get this thing out. Yeah. Because they, they released so much DLC after that. It was kind of like fixing some of the changes that they would have done if they had another like year to do it. Maybe yeah, I'm kind of glad I'm going to play that game way later after it yeah, came out. because yeah. for the people that bought it, they completely redid the ending. <laughs> really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't I don't know if that's a similar situation with Kingdom Hearts 3, but it has been through the same form of developmental hell that, uh, that you know, Final Fantasy 15 was. So and I don't Final know if Final Fantasy VII's in right now. Yeah, Square Enix. The Last Guardian yeah. was in development since like 2008, something like that. Yeah, it was like a decade. Yeah. Yeah, which is ridiculous. But, Different developer, but same story. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm one, I'm definitely excited to play it, but two, I gotta play the rest of the games. Yeah, you do. And I'm over here like, Yakuza 6 comes out next week, and I gotta play through all those, and then I've got Kingdom Hearts sitting on my shelf. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I've got two full series to play through. Yeah. But just do like Uncharted and do it in a week. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> With I, 40 hour games like Yakuza. Yeah, as where, intended. Where it is not a linear experience where I was yeah. like, yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, that is not going to happen. But Kingdom Hearts 3 from the gameplay that they've released looks really cool. It does. It looks beautiful. And with all the with all the Pixar stuff, I'm excited for that because they, they didn't have it. In, in, did they have it in Kingdom Hearts 2 at all? Uh, Pixar... Because I feel like that was like right before they they got all that for Pixar. 
Like, I'm excited to go to those places because I have a much bigger attachment to those than some of the Disney Renaissance films. There's going to be Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts 3, too, right? Monsters, Inc., Toy Story. Story. I just have way more of an attachment to those than I do to, like, Aladdin. Tangled is new. Yeah. Ooh, I love Tangled. I also like Tangled. Yeah, like, that'll be even cooler to me because that's... I have a greater attachment to those. Can I play Kingdom Hearts 3 without playing any of the other ones? No. The story is convoluted and you'll understand nothing. <laughs> I feel like if I play them all, I'll also understand nothing. That's true. You'll I also understand, understand nothing. slightly more. I've played these games a lot. I don't get it at all. That's so weird. I know. Kingdom Hearts is a weird franchise. It is. People yeah, love I'm, it. I'm curious where the story goes because I played through the first game and I was like, okay, that makes some sense. But I've heard that, you know, as yeah. soon as you get into the next oh, couple of games, there's like seven a chain of memories and, and stuff. None and... of them are chronological. It's so random. It's just like, I just want them oh. to bring Tarzan back. That's all I care about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kingdom Hearts uh, 3 looks like a blast. It does. And I got to play through those games because there's a lot of Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah. Whether or not they're good for some of those. Some yeah, of we'll, them are. We'll have to keep update on it if that rumor comes to fruition or not a lot of times these retailers just put up kind of placeholder dates but those are always december 31st down. yeah but mm. like i haven't seen with like target so much but like amazons in different countries are notorious for putting yeah. up random dates that aren't december 31st that just end up being wrong yeah so we'll I'd have be to curious. did it i don't think it mentioned if it was like target us or if it was just target in general or another country it didn't mention yeah. so i'd be curious yeah if that was from a U.S. target. Because you do hear that a lot with, like, leaks of, like, some random countries yeah. side about a release date. Yeah. Like, okay. Alrighty. Well, let's talk about God of War. I was not going to pick up this game until last night. I was about to go to bed. Last thing I read was IGN's God of War review. Give it a 10 out of 10. Wake up in the morning. Check Metacritic. 94 is what yeah. it's averaging. This thing looks super good. I just, before we get into our own discussion, we have not gotten to play the game contrary to what i said at the top of the show yeah we're not special even a little bit no so. unfortunately we'll get there someday but i just want to read a few of what people have been saying about it that have gotten to play the whole thing now i can officially say it god of war is a stunning effort across so many dimensions immersive and emotional storytelling insanely refined combat and world-class production value this industry continues to outdo itself year after year congrats to the team and then we have God of War is a beautiful, brutal, and unforgettable ma masterpiece of an adventure. I truly believe it'll stand as one of the absolute best games of the decade. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And then this one was my favorite one, which I sent to you guys earlier because yeah. I liked it so much. Yeah. What if Zelda had an amazing cinematic story? What if The Last of Us had incredible skill-based combat? What if Uncharted somehow put all the violence into context? What if Dark Souls was approachable and clear? The answer to all of these questions and more is God of War. Like This is a franchise I people have always enjoyed quite mm -hmm. a bit, but I feel like it's never gone quite to the depth as this one appears to be. It seems no. to... I don't want to say shallow because that's kind of a derogatory well, term, but it's kind of what I thought. It's always been more about the big epic combat and fighting gods, you know? I don't think it's ever been known for its deep telling stories mm -hmm. so this is obviously going in a new direction based on what's doing so well games like horizon zero dawn games like uncharted 4 and i think god of war fits right into that kind of game and apparently they nailed it and i am super excited to play it mm -hmm. yeah i was i pre-ordered it today just i also pre-ordered it today because yep. of the hype come on kevin get on that <laughs> I'm waiting to see if Amazon gets it back in stock. Yeah, it's gone, it's go gone out twice today. Stuff. I was about to go pull the trigger and it was out and then it came back about an hour later so I grabbed it. But it just... 
I'm so impressed by a lot I've seen with this game. One really ambitious kind of point I want to bring up is that there was this idea for the Tomb Raider reboot that happened a few years ago. Now there's a Rise and Shadow coming out later this year. Also excited for that. To have, have you played the first two? I have played the Ooh. first two, yep. I played the second one rather recently, like cool. only a couple months ago. Nice, I'd, I'd like to play those. Yep. Anyways, there was an idea to have the a Tomb Raider reboot be a single camera shot. Because what that means is it never cuts. It's like you hit record on the camera never turn it off one camera game and that is what god of war has done it was rejected for tomb raider same director pitches it for god of war and i watched this video that talks about how he had to win over the entire team employee by employee until they finally started to realize kind of the merit and value of this system and it just seems like that's going to really immerse you in this world you're constantly with kratos or his son and it's just kind of like you're there with them the whole time it doesn't cut to the huge enemy if there's a huge boss you're seeing it from the angle that kratos is seeing it from and never anything else and that just seems really cool and i'm excited to see how that plays out because i think it's going to make it a very intimate experience yeah definitely rather than if you're cutting then you're like oh yeah this is like a movie almost or mm -hmm. if you're talking about cutscenes. but in that regard i can it looks way more immersive like and i don't know what other game has done that. If it, I don't think no, any other game has. No game yeah. has. Yeah. So that'll be an entirely new experience. Unless you too. count like 2D games, but that's well, yeah. not the same scope yeah. or ambition as a, a risk like this is. Yeah. And another thing is that what IGN's review says is that it brings new meaning and redefines a previously one note character. I'm not talking about Kratos. Uh, from kill. my understanding, kill, in, kill, kill. Yeah, that was the first what seven games in the series. Seven. I think there are. There's I think there's three. three. There's three. There's, there's two, two PS2s PSPs. and one PS3. And there's two PSP titles, and oh. there are two other ones that are. I, I read it earlier. There's more than three. They're there's, the remasters too. Yeah, there's yeah. three number titles. There's a couple handhelds and a couple other like spinoff ones. But Kratos has always been kind of yeah, just he's out for revenge, he wants yep. to kill. But this one, he has a son now. And I thought the basis of the series was that his family died. It is. So, yeah. okay. And I, I've never played anyone, but I've learned a lot about God of War today. I would <laughs> imagine, it's, yeah. He's out for revenge on his, um, because his family died. And so he's going through uh, Greek mythology and slaying all of the gods mm -hmm. in Greek mythology. And now this one takes place much later. Uh, he had a wife. He has a beard. He has a son. And Does he have a wife in the new game? Uh, yes. The mother of his son? Yes. Okay. And he is now moved up north to the land of Norse mythology. Oh, that's so, so cool. It's, oh, it's so cool. I prefer Norse mythology. And the premise of this game is that his wife dies. and So we're just cycling her, through this all again. <laughs> and her last wish is for her ashes to be spread on the highest peak in the realm. And so Kratos and his son, Atreus, who he's never really bonded with before, have to go out on this quest to fulfill... Uh, his wife's and Atreus' mother's last wish. I had no idea that's the premise. That sounds lovely. Oh my gosh. That sounds it's, absolutely yeah. lovely. And so... And a bit of a turn for the series. Basically what it says is Atreus has never connected with his dad before. Well, I can imagine so, why. Yeah. And <laughs> Just so, killing dudes. So yeah. It's, it's... Yeah, and apparently in the first couple hours of the game, Kratos is saying like, come on, boy! And he's like being very gruff and hard on him. And that eventually... Uh, the bond I imagine forms. it will form oh. like The Last of Us. Oh my like, god! You, you can totally see like a Joel and Ellie type thing happening. It'll I'm be a, different, obviously. My but, heart already hurts. Yeah. So this game just completely like stole my heart today. I can't wait to play it. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to drop everything that I'm playing. <laughs> Persona's gone. Which is so tough. Yakuza Two is gone. Well, you got a week until that thing comes out because that comes out on 
Can I beat Yakuza two in a week? <laughs> it's twenty hours. I can yeah, do it. Yeah. It comes out on Friday, next Friday week from when this recording goes up. And yeah, that's that's a release date pickup for me for sure. Can't wait for it. Never experienced the franchise, but I'm I, the only one who's played yeah. it even a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and you said you hadn't played too much. I played very little when I was a kid because I think my brother owned the game, and uh, the only thing I can actually remember doing is cutting the head off of Medusa and using her head to turn enemies to stone, which I found rather enjoyable. <laughs> so everything I've seen in the series, I've enjoyed, so let's hope it stays that way. And something else I'd like to bring up is I saw a side-by-side screenshot today of what the game looked like at E3 in 2016 yeah. and what it looks like now. PS4 Pro or? Uh, no, just standard. Just standard? Either. Okay. And usually games sometimes get a downgrade. Watch dogs. This one... <laughs> looks so much better and that's just kind of a testament to how much love and effort the team has poured into this game and there was kind of a lot of backlash from god of war fans especially saying how different it looked and things like that but with the reception it's getting critically i think yeah who's gonna complain yeah that was always weird to me when people were complaining about the game and that it's like why does it have so much story? I just want to like kill dudes, and it's stab. like you can have both. Go play and PUBG. It'll be. It'll mm-hmm. most likely be a better game. Yeah, yeah. and just so to some, have a more full experience. Something else cool is the combat looks awesome, and that's something I've seen. It's every facet of the game: story, art, soundtrack, combat is all magnificent, and that's what is making this like a masterpiece in a lot of critics' eyes. But the gameplay: his new weapon is an axe. That kind of seems to act the same as Thor's hammer, which is why it's cool because they're it just comes to mythology. Him. So he has an axe, and you can throw it, and then you hit. I think it was square. They said uh, to bring it back, and then it just comes back. And uh, one reviewer said he threw it and he missed an enemy, but the enemy had moved. So when he brought it back, it just ripped right through his head oh. on the way back to him. Okay. And uh, one other thing, it wasn't just one person I've seen said this. I've read this multiple places. They said that when the axe flies back into your hand. There's a little rumble in the controller, Ooh. and they're like, it's the most satisfying rumble they've ever felt. It's like, that's oh. it's so weird to like comment on, but it, it just seems like every little detail in this game seems so polished. So it'll probably be two weeks till we can actually talk about it on the show. 20 to 25 hours, I think is what people are saying. 25 hours, yeah. I think mm-hmm. people are saying. Yeah, so, so but it, we will. It, apparently that's longer than the other games in the series, too. I would imagine. Um, since it, there is a lot more story. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm excited to dive in. <laughs> Can't wait. So excited. Yeah. yeah, but that is all we have for news this week. All right. It'll be a big week next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff. Labo. Labo. <laughs> no, not Labo. But <laughs> talking about the combat system in God of War, that's a good transition because we're doing Ode to Combat Systems. We are. Yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah. yeah. All right. So... What what kind of combat systems are we going to talk about? Who's going to die? Is it going to be me this yeah, time? Yeah, Kevin's going right, to go, the first time. Ooh, all right. Describe what kind of what we're going to be talking about. Like, are we talking about games or types of systems? So uh, we are talking about types of systems, but we're narrowing it down to a specific game that I think we believe does uh, that form best. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's a recent game, and this is not only about what you you do specifically in combat, but the world around you as you're playing, and that would be near Automata. One thing that is super cool about that game is the different types of, of combat that you have, whether you're doing um, just like standard uh, standard combat and combos, or if you're doing, um, if, if the enemies have a lot more like bullet hell elements, or if you're just like straight up in the air in ships doing stuff. There's so many different combat styles in near Automata that, 
are really fleshed out and a lot of fun to play and the ways that you can uh, upgrade yourself uh, in combat with the uh, man I'm trying to remember what the name of the little pieces are but basically you have you buy like little add-ons uh, to yourself since you are an android and you have to you know pick and choose which ones you want whether you want like more attack or different um, uh, different styles of attacking and a bunch of different weapons it just changes things up so often I feel like with certain games like I adore the Yakuza series but I can say that the combat can get stale at times yeah but with the way Nier is able to switch up the combat style so many different times, especially with different bosses and even normal enemies, uh, the way that you kill them are so much different. Uh, it's a fresh uh, way to experience combat almost every single time that you're fighting something. And it was an absolute blast. And I went, I still haven't gone back through the second time, but it was enough for me to go back again and play it through a second time. It is, it is awesome. Masterful. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to talk about RPG combat, turn-based RPG combat. Some of my favorite types of mm -hmm. combat. Because a lot of times that can get kind of stale. Pokemon, just pick a move. Uh, but what I really love is interactive uh, turn-based RPG combat. Mm -hmm. And I have two different series that have done this really well. The first I'll talk about is Paper Mario. Mm -hmm. The first two Paper Mario games I think are some of the best turn-based uh, RPG combat there is. Because it's also skill-based. It's not just strategy-based. Like for the hammer, you have to hold the stick to the left, and then there's a little beep. Bop, 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 yeah. And right when it hits that star, that higher beep, you have to let go. Uh, each of the different partners you have have different moves where you have to do different things with like A and B and the control stick. And so you can pick a move you think will be effective against whatever you're fighting, but you, all, you also have to be able to execute that. Mm -hmm. And that's something that always stood out to me in Paper Mario a lot. Uh, that's the same in the Mario and Luigi RPG series yep. um, with your specials and your hammer and your jump timing. I remember in Partners in Time when Baby Mario's on Mario's back, you hit X for the first jump for Baby Mario, then A for Mario. So it just kind of always keeps you more in the flow, I think, and that's something I really like. And the other game that does this really well is Mother 3, and it actually includes the music. And so what it is is there's a beat that you have to hit and you can beat the game without even knowing this exists. You can just pick a move, attack, see how much you do. But if you hit A over and over, just put, put, put in beat to the music, he'll keep hitting. So you can do like 16 hits in a row. Like hits 2 through 16 are much weaker. The first one will do like 30, and the next one will do like 3, 3, 3, 3. But if you're good, that stacks up a lot and can save you a lot of turns and time. And so that's something I appreciated because... The only way you ever learn it is if you like talk to some frog or something who's like, hey, do you know you could do this? You could totally miss that and not know and beat the game. But that's just a really cool added feature that no game's really tried to do since. And I've always really enjoyed that. That's the one of the only things that Mother 3, I would say, has over Earthbound in my mind is that the combat is more interesting because of that added rhythm element. Mm -hmm. Sweet, yeah. All right, Zach, what do you got? Well... I want to talk specifically about the combat that I'm really fond of. It's the uh, combat in Bethesda games. Um, what I think Bethesda holds above a lot of other developers is they're really good at integrating both weaponry and like skill-based powers, you know, like magic and stuff like that. In Skyrim specifically, they have, I haven't played a lot of Skyrim, but they have weapons and magic. And then in games like Fallout, it's more weapon-based, but they integrated something like the VAT system where you can freeze time and then shoot specific parts of enemies. But the game that I want to talk about specifically and is one of my favorite games of all time is Dishonored, which is my favorite Bethesda game. I think Dishonored's combat 
because it's, it's there's a lot of choice to it. There's a lot of stuff you can do. You can go throughout the game because you have these magic powers that are bestowed to you, and you have a sword and a crossbow. So you can choose to be more weapon-based or more magic-based, and you collect these um, abilities, and you can upgrade your powers and like get powers. And uh, you can beat the entire game without getting a single magic power other than the one that you start off with, which I have done. And you can just um, upgrade all of your magic powers. And I think because it is a stealth-based game, you don't have to kill a single person in the game. So this is entirely optional. But um, the way that you're able to just sneak up on people and then just choose your path, like there's this ability where you can um, blast some with wind. There's this trophy where you attach a shock mine to a rat, possess the rat, then take the rat over to an enemy and just let it go off, killing everything in the area. It's just, um, I really... It's very sandboxy. It sound, is. It, yeah. it is sandboxy feeling because the um, while the maps are not huge, you do choose how you want to get through them because not only are there combat-focused powers, there are also movement-focused powers. And usually those are the first things I upgrade because I like to get through the game fast because I've beat it so many times now I just do it for the trophies but um <laughs> basically you can upgrade your movement abilities and or your combat abilities and it's pretty generous with um because you have to collect these runes and once you get like three runes you can get this power and once you get five more runes you can upgrade the power to level two and um other than the powers which are vast and pretty entertaining because you can summon swarms of rats and stuff like that um, the weaponry you can also upgrade. You get a gun, a bow, or a crossbow, and then each of the weapons have, like, subsets. Like, you can use sleep ammo or explosive ammo, and it's just really expansive, and it's, it's always felt so fluid, and I think that's why I attach the game so much, is because you can just, like, going through the game feels smooth, and you can just choose whether you want to leave a trail of bodies or never be seen, and I just think that options is the best way for a combat system to go because each player is different in how they want to approach things and i'm i've played through that game mostly stealthily throughout my times but i have done playthroughs where i go around killing everything i see and i've had a lot of fun like mixing it up you know trying out each of the things and trying out all of the different weapons and i haven't found a unfun weapon in that game and i just think that um that's the kind of combat i like to see well, it's definitely good for replayability to be Absolutely. able to go through the game doing that's why whatever you want. Yeah, that's why I've played the game so many times is because there are that options. There's so much to do and so much to see and a lot of ways to do it. Yeah, um, it, it's... Uh, man, I just lost my entire train of thought. <laughs> I, I have a train. I have a train. <laughs> go for Dude, it. Uh, games I've played that have tried to do that haven't really ever done it that well. Uh -huh. Like, I, th I thought of Uncharted first. It's like you get into an area with a ton of goons and it's like... All right, we need to take him out. Then Elena just rolls in, yeah. like boom, boom, boom. It's like, well, there goes that. But and it's it always seemed more effective and quick and uncharted to just kind of go for it. Um, but I can see how in a game like that, that could be really cool. That emphasizes stealth or just kind of weapons yep. blaze going in. That that sounds really cool. And you don't have any um, NPCs tagging along with you. You can literally travel across rooftops in the blink of an eye, and. You don't have to worry about anyone falling to their deaths like Tails did when we played Sonic 06. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, when you have the... It's always it's always weird when you have a companion and you have to do stealth. And then they're talking or they like roll around and yeah. they can just see you. Like um, in The Last of Us. Yes. Like, you don't see too many games that pull off both styles 
really well. There are games where it's like, yeah, you know, it's a lot of run and gun, and then they try and implement stealth, and you're like, ew, like mm-hmm. this is not here very well. Far Cry 3, there was a part of stealth. I hated it, but like it's impressive that it was able to be uh, – it was able to be crafted that well, both stealth and run and gun. Yeah. I have heard that Beyond Good and Evil has some cheese stealth sections. Does it really? So I'll let you know if I get to those. Uh, but speaking of characters that follow you around, circling back to God of War, I've heard that the sun isn't ever like a gameplay or story issue when it comes to like tagging along the entire game. They said this is not a 20-hour escort mission. Oh, and so that's another oh, thing man. that I'm looking forward to. Is they say he does help, and then he says... Uh, I've heard that while he annoys Kratos as a character, he never annoys the player. And like, that's, that's kind of the yeah. point is that like, they're kind of have friction at the beginning and then yeah. eventually, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe he just hates his son the whole time. We'll find out. <laughs> Maybe. Be yeah. 10 out of 10 game. 10 out of 10. <laughs> no development. Yep. <laughs> but just those moments when you like get undercover because there's some dude and then your, your, your companion just kind of walks out. He's like, like, Hey Joel. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that just completely takes you out of the experience. Like, okay, well, I should have been screwed, but we're fine. Yep. We're all good. Yeah. Uh, combat systems, man, they're important. And I'm excited to uh, play God of War and see that combat. And Yakuza 6, whenever I get around to it. Yeah. Ugh, I have My hype systems. levels have just gone from 0 to 100 miles an hour for God of War. I wasn't even thinking about this I game. Know. I was like, yeah, it and Labo come out in the same day. I'm not going to get either. Now it's like, now nah, I'm getting both on the same day? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Getting all the Labo parts, right? You're getting the yeah. robot and the uh, the normal pack. Yeah, and even the little extra sticker pack that's 10 bucks. All of it. Oh, there's a sticker pack? Just to yeah. put on, like, decals? Yeah, or, like... so you can customize. Huh. So, is, uh, do they both come with... Is there a specific thing you need, or are they both standalone? Like, uh... Like, is there software that you need and that you get duplicate if you got both? Uh, if you get the robot, you get the robot software, I guess. And if you get the other one, you get all the other software. I okay. don't really know, so but that's that's just been my assumption. Huh. Is that if you which pack you buy gives you a certain cart. Or it might be that if you it's like one cart in both packs, but you have to like download the robot software or the multi-pack software, depending on which one you bought. But yeah, the software is packed in. All right, now we've been talking about it a lot, but here are some of the upcoming games. Yeast 8 is getting a PC release. That game apparently had a really bad translation, so they're finally uh, releasing that new version. That comes out on the 16th. Yakuza 6 comes out on the 17th. Death Road to Canada comes out. That's on the 16th as well. Uh, Some other smaller titles... Um, it's spring again for Switch. Uh, Nintendo Labo is on there as well. Both Labo and God of War release on April 20th. And then a couple of other smaller games. The Way Remastered on Switch. And Johnny's Turbo Arcade Gate of Doom on Switch. But uh, it's going to be a big week next week. Mm-hmm. Huge games are coming out. Yep. That'll be exciting. So it'll be really busy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it will be. I'm going to, I vow, I pledge right here on Ode to Games that I will finish Uncharted Lost Legacy before I start God of War. Yeah. Well, it's not that long. It's, you looked it up earlier, seven hours. You could probably yep. beat it in like yeah. six, six and a half. Yeah. So that shouldn't be too bad to beat next week before God of War. You don't want to be in the middle of that when God of War comes out because that's going to take precedent there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And with only a few weeks left to go in school, we all have to finish uh, Secret of Mana, play a bunch of Monster Hunter before we part ways for the summer. So yeah, God of War, I that'll probably be mostly in the summer. Yeah. Honestly. 
Yeah, speaking of uh, Secret of Mana, we're playing that this weekend, so we should have a lot to talk about in that regard. Final thoughts yeah. on that experience in next week's show, uh, as well as some more Monster Hunter talk. So look forward to that. Yeah. No promises on this, but I'm going to try to get my Super Nintendo up here to school so we can play the, the original, original Secret of Mana for okay, yeah. 20, side side. 30 minutes to kind of get a feel for that before we talk about them both i i'm really interested to try the combat there because the combat is just so weird mm -hmm. in the new one like i want to see how smooth that one is especially when you're relegated to only certain movement yeah but uh that is going to do it for us this week on ode to games any final thoughts from both of you yeah guys? i always i always think it's a pretty special kind of occasion when a game gets this much hype and love as God of War has gotten today. So it's just, I don't know, it's kind of fueled my excitement for games even more today than usual, and I can't wait to play it for myself. Even more impressive for basically what seems to be a reboot mm -hmm. of the series. Yeah. I vow to beat Persona 5 <laughs> before the end of the year. Oh, okay, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I beat it in like three months, so you got it. All right. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. <laughs> that does it for us on Ode to Games. You can find us on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send us an email at odegamescast at gmail.com. We're here every Friday on iTunes or whatever podcast streaming app that you use. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. We'll catch you guys next week.